Well, this subject of uh, consulting uh, witchcraft and, uh, and the spirit is a very serious subject in our work as Christians. And it's something we don't pay great attention to and we don't know how serious it is. Uh, because it takes forms and, and shapes and that we are not aware of. Uh, maybe in uh, the developing countries, so you see it acute and when it is at work. But in our most sophisticated uh, 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 countries, uh, especially in the West, it's so hidden. It's so hidden, it, it causes a lot of destructions, but people would not attribute that to witchcraft and demonic activities. So it's something we need to uh, tonight. It's, it's, as I mentioned, is a, is a, is, is something we need to look at at depth and really something maybe I need to come back to uh, uh, maybe in the morning service. <laughs> yeah, so, but tonight I just want to um, uh, uh, give you introduction, a bit of introduction and just give you an idea how this is serious. Well, now we have been studying the book of Samuel and now uh, from chapter 28, uh, we got to the point where we know that Saul is, is predictable here. So I, you and I, we agree that he is acting consistently to his rebellions and his, his determination not to obey God. Because he is given opportunities to repent and he is not repenting. This is what we are seeing. And in his um, rebellions, so now he is attempting to do something even serious for a child of God to do. Not to consult God in his trouble, but to consult, to consult a spiritist. That is what he said there in verse 7, find me a woman who is a medium so I may go and inquire of her. This is, this is amazing because we are in chapter 28 and in chapter 23, when, because this didn't come about in vain, he was under pressure. He was under really a threat of his enemies, Philistines. You see, the Philistines assembled and to, to march and came and set up camp at Shenem. This is verse, verse 4. And that is why he wanted help. He wanted to, uh, to find help, so to, to find uh, someone to tell them what to do. In chapter 23, David was under the same stress. He was going to march and to go to fight a very strong army also, the Philistine in chapter 23. But these two men are so different. David didn't want to find a medium or a woman who is a medium. He inquired of the Lord, chapter 23. And this is a sharp uh, contrast between David and Saul. And so David sought the Lord in chapter 23. You read that from verse 1 to verse 6. You find that. But here what we find here is Saul inquiring of a witch, a witch doctor. Uh, <laughs> in the developing countries, they would be dressed in uh, funny ways. But here they will be really very sophisticated. And you wouldn't. They might be wearing jackets and, and maybe... Uh, uh, dresses, uh, maybe nails, and yeah, they would look like really bureaucrats. Yeah, so Saul here wanted to uh, 
to find help outside God. And it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous because he is a, a supposed to be a man of God, anointed by God himself, called to lead God's people. Uh, and then leadership in Israel was not only uh, to fight battles, but also to destroy idolatry uh, and, and, and idol worship, uh, worship to destroy that, uh, that ministry. And actually he did that. He tried to do that. But that was uh, maybe just on the papers, you know. It's just like uh, you work and you follow the rules that actually your heart is not for the people, but you just want to follow the rules. You see, teachers can do that. Lawyers, they just go and they defend someone who is guilty. See, but they know that uh, they are guilty. But it's still because that is, that is what the law requires, to represent someone. They, they don't go there necessarily to bring them out, but actually to feel all righteousness. You see? I think this man is what he was trying to do. The first place he got rid of, he expelled. In verse 3, he expelled the mediums and, and the spiritists from the land. The land where God is worshipped. And now he himself going back. And I think there is something here for us to learn. So for Christians, saved by grace, delivered from the dominion of Satan. And maybe this, is, this will be our first Reaction to God's grace, uh, to have nothing to do with, with the kingdom of darkness, to, 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 to get rid of anything that has associated with association with the de- devil and the demons. And then when the, the work really gets tougher, <laughs> when the journey, because here we will hear later that the journey is long. The journey is long. Christian journey is very long. It doesn't matter whether you live only for 50 years or 60 years or 90 or 100. I heard that Jimmy Carter is 98. He's a Christian man. He's a Southern Baptist. Uh, one of, during one of the uh, elections, one of the candidates went to see him on Sunday. and He was teaching Sunday school. He's a, he's a Christian man. So I heard today that he, he just decided to, just like to stay home and not to take any further medication. 98. You see, so Christian work is a... Christian work is a long journey. It's a long journey. And so it can get tougher at any point. But we are not to lose sight of the fact that we need to remember where we have, we have started our journey. And how, what the Lord uh, requires of us as his followers. Not to go back and to build the very altars that we have destroyed in our lives. Not to have any association with any the things that we have done, we have association with in the past. Animism is so ripe in South Sudan. But for, for true Christians, they, they departed from this completely, once and for all. They have nothing to do with it. And that would uh, require boldness and courage to stand to the end. The strong declaring that Christ is sufficient for me. Christ is the only son of God. And he, he has saved me. And he wants me to have no association with his enemies. How can you do that in a society that is so tribal, so strong, you will be lonely and you will be left on your own. You will need the supernatural power of God to stand and declare that Christ Jesus is the son of God. And God demands that there should be no any other worship apart from worshiping 
the God of Israel, God of God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has sent him here and saved us and, and put us uh, on a, a journey that is going to end up before his throne of grace one day, and we shall sing the songs of glory. So my appeal for us all today is not to go back again. And what is going back? Maybe I give you real-life examples and within our minds, like the demons and the witchcrafts, this, this is the, the real uh, uh, subject that we are studying here. But just slightly, like even uh, we used to be a gossiper, you used to have a lot of jealousy. And so, so as, long as, as soon as you become a Christian, you need to pray and then you are sanctified and these things. So you can't just go back again and start hating people, isn't it? You can't just go back and... And, and, and try to be uh, jealous. So this is just like a small example. But seriously, it's anything to do with demons and Satan here. Any symbols that really has something to do with, with, with devil. Any idea, concept that you can uh, solve your problems uh, through different means where you insult spirits. There's palm readings. You see that a lot there's this uh, precious stone from, from New Zealand. I heard a lot of people doing this. And I, I, I spoke to many, 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 many people in Australia. I said, what are you wearing, especially ladies? Uh, a precious stone. What is that for? Just to protect me. You see, where is it from? From New Zealand. And, of course, let us not be surprised. Because uh, the Satan has power, has access to knowledge. And that is why this woman... That Saul has consulted, she was able to bring up <laughs> even, even Samuel. Why? So it's, it's a serious subject, isn't it? So the, 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 the wish is not that they cannot see something. It's not that they cannot give you temporary solutions. But the outcome of that is disastrous. Come back and kill you. And what it says, it says you denounce your God. You denounce the Lord God. You rejected Jesus. Because these are his enemies. But let us not lose sight of the fact that they have power. How many times we are tempted to solve our problems through crooked ways. But we are always reminded that you cannot work with Jesus closely. And yet give anyone a room, just intimacy. Just even a small intimacy, like even like a, 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 a proximity that is so close. Saul just went on to do this. And God in his mercy, he allowed him to, to, to just like to go like that. Even to, to, to have uh, Samuel brought up to him. But to face the same message. What is that, the message that God has turned away from you? And this is clear from his actions, isn't it? Because if God has not turned away from you, he will always prompt you to repent and return. But this man, again and again, we see him in the wrong all the time. And God is not really bringing him back to himself. Because he has decided in himself, after many signs, how many times, he was told and confronted, like, what you are doing is bad, whether by Samuel or even by David himself. 
he was given many opportunities. And so let us, whenever we got a chance to repent of anything, let us not really go against the Lord God. That was one of my sermons uh, on, on, on Sunday morning uh, and also a sermon that I preached on the 8th of January, chapter 23. I preached that again to show us that it is dangerous to go against the, the Lord. If we decide to do that and then the Lord will turn away from us and we will be like Saul himself with no help and open to all the possibilities and we will see his end is just so disastrous for someone like that. So he did that and and so and you know you read the, the uh, don't read to us the the conversation that he had with, with Samuel, isn't it? But I want to focus on verse 21 on these women you see, when you come under witchcraft and you come under the demonic force of the darkness, verse 21 of chapter 29, of chapter 28, because when he heard that from Samuel, that you are rejected and you are going to face serious problems because you did not obey the Lord. Obedience, very important. You did not obey the Lord. Verse 18, you did not obey the Lord or carry out his uh, his fierce wrath against the Amalekites. The Lord has done this to you today. The Lord will hand you, will hand over both Israel and you to the Philistines. And tomorrow, you and your sons will be with me. You will die tomorrow. And so, hearing those news, he was devastated. And so he fell flat at his face, and he was just so filled with with fear because. Of Samuel's words. His strength was gone, for he had eaten nothing all that day. And right now, see what is really serious also. This man now, the woman is going to speak to him and he is going to obey the woman, the wish. So he came completely under the, the, the influence of Satan. When he had opportunities to hear the voice of the Lord himself, he didn't want to do that. But now, because he's like trying to act as a righteous man, he's supposed to reject the food that was sacrificed to idols. And yet, he didn't again. When the woman came to Saul, verse 21, and saw that he was greatly shaken, she said, look, your maidservant has obeyed you. I took my life in my hand because she was fearing that if, if, If she was, uh, that Saul may just kill her after that, but Saul didn't do that. So now this woman was begging Saul, please listen to, to your servant and let me give you something or some food so you may eat and have the strength to go on your way. See, so now he is going to get even further. He is going to to eat a food that he has no knowledge of its source. It was sacrificed to, to demons. A food that is, is cooked in vessels that are dedicated to Satan worship. So he did this. So what is the lesson for us? So we need to discern. We need to discern that we are not really crossing boundaries and it's subtle in, even in this country I need to remember the things I used to do back 
long time ago, when I was in ministry in Cairo, I was prepared not just to use anything. I wouldn't even just use some glasses. That was something, a resolution I made for myself. That I will not just join in a conversation that is not glorifying Christ. That I cannot walk in covenant with those who are rejecting Jesus. And maybe there is, there is a lesson here even for, for me tonight. Like, like to look back and to see whether I have gone back like Saul himself. Having expelled witchcrafts and, and mediums in the country. Again he is going to consult these ones. Have I gone back? Have we gone back? Are we just the very things we have destroyed? Are we playing magics again? These things are very serious. So even he was not courageous enough to, to be persistent in his rejection or his refusal of, of this food that was given to him. Because to obey God requires persistence and endurance and, and stubbornness sometimes. Because we will be uh, persuaded. People will appeal to us. Oh, this will not do anything to you. Yeah, just like a simple thing. And that is a disaster. So discernment is needed and also determination. This is verse 23. He refused and said, I will not eat. But finally, he ate. So I just want to, to, to press this upon yourself. Because temptation will come. And when te- temptation comes, so we are to be strong to resist. Our Lord Jesus Christ has done this. He resisted Satan. And he said it is written. Saul could have done the same thing, but he was not. So when temptation comes, we use the word of God to defeat our enemy. Saul didn't do this, unfortunately. He got up from ground and sat on the, on the couch, and the woman had fattened calf at the house, which she butchered at once. She took some flour. And so I think Saul knew that he was going to die tomorrow. But it's not because God just wanted him to die. It's just God saw in his heart there was no innocence of repentance and cry. The Bible is full of people who have cried to the Lord. Hezekiah, Isaiah 39. See, when he was confronted, he was told, Saul said this, and Saul was no different from Isaiah, isn't it? They were God's prophets. Isaiah came to Hezekiah and said to him, look, because you have shown the Assyrians every part of the of 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 of, of, of the temple where vessels and precious things of God you have dis- you have shown disclosed everything to the enemies you are going to die even your death is is your your sickness is is you die and then he cried out to the Lord you see and he was given more 15 years 15 years and he had a child because he didn't have a child who was going to be the ki- a king in Israel Saul didn't do this. So Saul just went on to do this. So what is the New Testament saying about this? Because this is not just only in the Old Testament. The reading in New Testament exactly is, uh, is an application uh, to what had happened there uh, in, in, that, uh, in that books. 
So what was written there is for a warning, is a warning for us. That is what is, uh, uh, Paul is saying here. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact that, uh, of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were all under the cloud and that they all uh, passed through the sea. They were with God. They were in God's hand. You see? So don't forget that. Don't be ignorant that God is the same. He's the same God. He's not pleased. As he was not pleased with the witchcraft uh, in the past, he will always be like that. And he will always punish that activities. He will open up. He will give over those who will not want to repent and want to, to go on uh, 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 living uh, under the influence of, of the kingdom of darkness. So they were told, like Paul was telling his, uh, his readers, Corinthians, and he said, this was written for us. These things happened to them because when they rebelled against God, what happens? Many of them died because God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered over the desert. They died, actually, like Saul himself. And Paul is saying these things happened or occurred as an example to keep us. He, was, he himself included, included. He said to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things. That is the thing. Setting our hearts on evil things. Such as consulting mediums using things that are standing as symbols for Satan. Like that lady, we heard that she came in, in, a, in a dress saying that I am for Satan, isn't it? Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You see, so just exactly define a public declaration that there is Satan. And these people, they know Satan. Because Satan knows his enemy, isn't it? That is why the first people they target are the Gideons, the people who were trying to bring the word of God. And so Satan is always after God, you know, and his followers. So let us not be ignorant of the fact that our enemies is working to turn our hearts away and to, help, to just encourage us to set our hearts on evil things. I find it myself, whenever I, I have thoughts that are not really of God, they can be crushing. You feel the burden and the you feel low, feel confused, defeated, distracted. But as soon as you start really to, to come to the Lord and, and in a battle, in prayer, and, and denounce these things, you are free. You see, you won't have, have those things. You will be clear in your mind. And you will know your mission. You will know what you are called to do, isn't it? Because Saul, because he was under these things, he didn't know his calling, actually. Because he was just like... Under the hand of Satan. So he was open up to this. So Paul here is warning his readers. And he's warning us that. The people of God in the past. They rebelled against God. And the, and, the, and the result was that they were given over to their enemies. So sexual immorality. Those people were also like that. Were doing those same things. As some of them did. And in one day 23,000 of them died. We should not test the Lord as some of them did and were killed by snakes. So it's very serious. So now here we have Saul. 
soul here is going to face really destruction. He's going to lose his life and also even his whole family just because he refused to obey in the first place. You know, because he was so hungry, but how many people in the past, people of God, became hungry? Elijah, an example, in chapter 19 of Second King, First King. First King. Elijah himself, he was hungry and he was fed by God because his strength is needed for his journey. The angel of the Lord came back a second time, feeding him and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. The journey, as you heard me saying, the journey is too much, but we are not to be fed by the things of this world when the journey is long. The Lord has enough to feed us. To feed us. Elijah, the man of God, was fed by God. He traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. I don't want to do allegory here, but if we are to reach the mountain of God, it has to be God himself to help us to reach that mountaintop. It has to be God himself to speak to us, to speak to our hearts and help us in our troubles. Doesn't matter how hard they might be. We are to persevere. Something Saul didn't do. David did, isn't it? David was running for his life from place to place. He persevered. He knew that he would reach the mountaintop. And so the calling for us today is for us to flee from anything that the enemy would want to bring our way. Adultery. So to, to put first, anything to f- put first, first, that is idolatry. To put any other things first, any knowledge, any knowledge, any help, any power, that is apart from the power of God. Any voice that is apart from the voice of God, you see, is of Satan. And if we are a people to reach our destiny and to finish well, we are to be fed by God. Jesus, our Lord himself, he demonstrated this in the wilderness. Forty days and forty nights. What was the result? When he resisted Satan, giving us an example to follow, the angels came and they served him. And he, did he reach his, his mountaintop? He reached and gloriously. If we are to reach this, we are to reject any witchcraft. I don't know about you. I don't know your experiences with these things. But I had a lot of encountering. Egypt is full of, of gods and, 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 and his spirits. People will just fall. I, a man I met, he was coming to church because he can't open his, his business. He was a carpenter. Man I met randomly. He, just, he came to church seeking help. His job is closed so they did witchcraft against him just to turn his heart away from work. And to find it so difficult even to come closer to the door of his business. And then he came to the church and then suddenly uh, uh, he talked to me among many Egyptians. And I, I, I was just like busy. I didn't feel like really want to do something with that. Uh, it was beyond me. And then it just like a, a gathering of 
you say like 700 people Sunday night the biggest Presbyterian church in, 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 in Cairo because there was another bigger one in Upper Egypt so and then we went our ways and I was just going to just to buy a drink or whatever just after like 45 minutes and as I was just buying this man was just like randomly he came also he was buying something and I saw him and I said okay well I need to talk to you please come to a meeting I used to attend on Monday night tomorrow come and we will pray for you that that is what is happening a lot of people there they came under the influence of demons and other people will just go and try to find a spirit other mediums to help them out of their problems it's clear and in, in Sudan, South Sudan, it's just everybody talk about it. People go to church on Sunday, and on Monday afternoon, they just go and consult mediums, spirits. Every tribe in South Sudan has, has uh, uh, mediums, has mediums, not only one, mediums to consult. I remember one evening on Sunday, Alex Whitman, myself, when I was uh, leaving as a single man on <laughs> Edinburgh Street. And so I invited him to come for a dinner that evening. And he came. And then there were uh, John Jock and our uh, other person. And this Alex Whitman asked John Jock, the man he went to be with the Lord, an elder, a faithful man from South Sudan, a villager, I should say. Alex asked him, what is the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian in South Sudan? I can't forget this. So John Jock said to, to Alex, he said to him, Alec, Alec Wittum, said to him, the difference is the fact that all the demonic forces of the darkness can have no influence against Christians in, in villages in South Sudan, if you are a Christian. They cannot harm you. But you, you see hundreds and hundreds of people dying. Two months ago, a first cousin of mine just died under the influence of Satan. People have traveled to consult the greatest wished medium. And this man, he spoke to me in, 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 in August for the first time in his life. I didn't know that he was going to die. But, you know, I just, I had no freedom. I didn't know that he was going through these things, but that was what people told me after that. I, I said, no wonder why. Even I was unable even to, to pray for him. So this is a real thing. So let us not get our hearts on things that may bring distractions to us. Even things that will cloud our ministries, our witness. Can't be so decisive. Can't be, can't be so powerful. So there are things that we need to just sit and pray about this thing. Even in our families, we need to bind the demonic force of darkness over our children. So we are called not to be ignorant about these things. These are realities. But the world today, they deny that the fact that there are things like this. Even though they do that, it's always a, it's a positive thing. Yes, Saul, Saul really demonstrated to us, as I just want to repeat these three things. That disobedience was a big thing in his life. Disobedience was a big thing. And with disobedience comes lack of discernment. It's when you walk with the Lord that you will begin to discern. 
when things are happening. But if you step boundaries, you, won't, you will not be able to discern. Even in the smallest things. Your judgment will always be really very bad. And even like the method you use to solve problems will be really, will bring more troubles than bringing solutions to, to things. So Saul is going to die because he has just proved beyond any doubt that he has no heart for God and has no zeal and he's not jealous of the God of Israel. And he didn't consult him. He didn't just want to honor him. We need, we are, this morning we heard that we are called to love the Lord God with all our hearts, with all of our strength and soul. And to act like Saul is, is a clear demonstration that we have not loved our God. And we have not trusted him that he will help us in our troubles and problems. And we need to have the determination when temptation comes. Because the Bible says no temptation comes to you just to kill you. But with every temptation there will be an escape from the Lord. And if we lack anything we shall ask. He says, the Bible says I will not leave you nor forsake you. The Lord is my light and salvation. The Lord is my portion in the land of the living. You sing those songs to yourself in these words of God. Elijah, the man of God, I love him because he trusted the Lord and the Lord fed him and he went in his strength. And what did he do? Like he was fleeing because he was facing witchcraft and demons in the kingdom of darkness. Well, things have not changed, friends. We are living in a very world that is full of demons. And we are to be prepared uh, to face these things. I'm just in the process of rediscovering the weapons I used to use to keep Satan at bay and the evil spirits. Yeah, just I leave with you these few thoughts. Like I said this, and please take it to your heart, that you need to be sure in your heart that you are not against anyone. That is very important. Is the, is the strongest weapons that a Christian can use against Satan. Because God has nothing against us, isn't it? He has forgiven us in Christ. And so to have something against one, you are playing God actually. Because God was the, is the only person to have anything against anyone. Because after all, he is created. He is, he is the creator. And after all, also, whoever sins, sins against God in the first place. It's not sinning against you. They may do something bad to you, but actually they are just sinning against God. So obedience is very important. He has all failed, and he demonstrated this to us. His character is just so weak, persuaded, left and right. Nice words, you know? You remember when, when Jacob was running from his uncle Laban? Laban, after he served him like for 14 years, and the time came for him to go and just have his own life. And Laban was going to come against him, actually, to do anything, like to persuade him, to bring him back, or to even to harm him. And the Lord appeared to him and said to him, look, be careful when you go. You are not to say to him something bad or even something good. <laughs> something bad, like to just like abuse him, or even something good to, to persuade him to come back. Let him go his way. He's my servant. The Lord God cares. So that is why even in our work, even in our work with God and our service also, we are to be careful to discern 
Not even to say something to someone, something nice like to persuade him from just doing what the Lord wants him to do. Or even to discourage him. So it's very important. We are to hear the Lord. Because this woman was speaking to Saul. And Saul shouldn't have listened to him. There are many people who shouldn't, have, who shouldn't listen to them. Encouraging us maybe to be wealthy. Have you heard of the, 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 the currency that people like? Big people even in the media. If you just invest like $300 or something, they will multiply. The next day, you'll be a millionaire. How many people have been tempted to do that? Even Christians. But is it a good way? Is that is the way that we are to receive from the Lord? It's just like consulting a medium, isn't it? It's just witchcraft. Flee from adultery. There shall be no any other God. Because the Lord God said, beside me, I'm the, on, I'm the Lord God, your God. You shall have no other gods. Beside me, there is none. Well, we got like a case study. Saul is a case study to us, for us. And also we have uh, David as a case study. He is not a perfect man, I should say. But the difference is that David is willing always to repent. Because he knew that for him to reach his mountaintop, he has to obey the Lord. And for you and I as well, if we are to finish our Christian work, well, we are to be discerning and to have nothing to do with the kingdom of darkness. And I don't know whether you go through Novel Park, Daranong, those areas, you meet certain people who are just like trying to persuade people. How many times? Three or four times I was stopped by someone. Oh, do you want to know this? Just here in Australia. Do you want to know your future? I said, yeah, my future is in the hand of the Lord God Almighty. (laughs) You see, it's just here next door. The word of God is so for for us, it's it's true. And what is written here is written for us so that when we walk on the streets of Dananong or Clayton and meet people who are just trying to persuade us to consult mediums and so we are to say no. And we are to teach even our children to say no. I, I have a, a reputation among uh, young children, like young people who came through our church when I'm visiting them. I say, oh, I don't watch this. Uh, this thing is evil. And then one boy who was eight years old, uh, he said, Uncle, I'm, is everything is evil. <laughs> I said, no, obviously not everything. But I believe there are a lot of things that are of evil. Flee from idolatry. Uh, let me pray.